What's good, everyone? You're listening to On Our Level with Sam and David talking all things casual drinking, gaming, media, and entertainment. Good evening, David. I hope you're all well. Do you want to start off by telling us what you're drinking? Good evening. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. It's always a good excuse coming, having a podcast episode to catch up and have a drink. So today, I have had this one before. I want to get a new one. It's just I haven't been out shopping in a while. So um, I am going through my old like gift box sets that I had, and there are a couple that I still haven't had. So I'm going through my old Glenn Fittich. Glenn Fittich? I don't know how you pronounce it. And I've still got the 18 years and the 12 years, so I'm having the 12 years today, um, which I have had before, and it's bloody great. So... Yeah, that's basically me for the rest of the episode. <laughs> what, are you, what are you having today? Solid choice. I do like them finish. Mm. I've, I'm back to the same as a couple of weeks ago. So I'm on the Jura 18 years, the really nice. smoky, smoky, deep flavoured one. So yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And like you said, nothing better than an excuse for a midweek drink. Mm. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll get straight into the episode. Today we're going to take a little bit of a turn, I'd say. We're going to talk more about kind of the environment and how we could be a little bit more aware as, as, of, as gamers in terms of how we can change our behavior slightly or things that we do to help improve planet earth and mother nature. Mother so, nature. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's safe to say I like so many others and becoming more and more aware of how actions of humans and by extension of that corporations lead to climate change. We're going to be talking about ways to be more more environmentally conscious whilst playing video games. And before we get into it, I just want to kind of put a disclaimer out there, but that I am in no way trying to shame anyone for gaming as a hobby, (laughs) especially as it brings joy to so many others, um, so many people. The main takeaway will, will be that there is room for improvement in everything we do, not just gaming. And we want to emphasize that. Yeah, we're like not from the gaming front. <laughs> we're, not, we're not being like, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't play video games. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like it, when you think about it, that it's it costs so much in terms of like energy to just run your console in general, let alone yeah. these newer next gen consoles and also the TVs and stuff. But we'll we'll come on to that. Yeah, we'll talk in depth about some of that stuff for mm. sure. And and there's there's only so much you can do. Like I do get that. Yeah. But there are small behaviour changes that we can make in this area that will help out. So without further ado, here are some of the ways that you and I can enjoy all aspects of gaming whilst doing the Earth a little favour. So, I mean, the, the first big one is stop with your standby modes. Mm. Leaving games, consoles and any other electronics for that matter on standby will increase your power consumption, sometimes up to tenfold, which is a lot. Um, it negatively impacts your energy consumption and your bank account, in particular <laughs> nowadays with the energy bill situation that we're, we're, we're all in. Um, but when we say switching off your console, we mean properly switching it off as well. Most gaming devices are fixed with a low power or a sleep mode. This will be your go-to when setting up the console and is often there as default. These settings are pretty handy for ensuring your console doesn't continue to download updates or preloading content for your next session. However, even on the low power mode, your console is still guzzling up a lot of electricity um, and it doesn't really need to at the end of the day. So try to get into the habit of shutting down your device fully and switching on that lesser instant on mode and more kind of eco. I, I know the, the Xbox one's called instant on. Yeah. And there's, I think it's called an eco mode is the other one. But yeah, that's something I switched on not too long back. I've noticed this especially in the last couple of days, because I've been playing my Switch a bit more. But if you just put it in the dock, 
it's still on. Like, even if you go and, like, press the power button, just if you tap it, it'll, like, shut the screen off. But it's still running in the background. And if you put it in the dock, it's constantly charging as well. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be <laughs> pretty bad for your bank account. But, um, yeah, because on Switch, you actually have to hold down the power button and then go and actually power it off to show it all off. But, um, yeah, and I think the the instant on setting, I'm pretty sure you have that on for when you set up like Alexa and stuff like that. So like if you if you say Alexa, oh, I'm not going to say it because it might turn people's Xboxes on. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, if you talk to Alexa, you can turn on your home console. I know I've got mine set up. Well, I did have mine set up so that it could turn on the TV. It could play Netflix and just like just by talking to my Google Home in the kitchen. But yeah, like especially as you said, especially these days with how much electricity costs it's quite scary where things can just be left on all day and you wouldn't really know about it especially if you bought a console like quite recently like if you haven't had a console in the past you wouldn't really know what these different settings do unless you go in and actually check it out and figure out what they're about so yeah it's it's understandable if people have these settings on and also like if if you want them on again, we're not like shaming you. <laughs> like I, I had mine on to be fair, but um, yeah, it's just something a little bit extra to kind of help save a bit of money and do do our bit for yeah, Mother Nature. <laughs> it's, and I think those behaviour changes in terms of like having a more automated home setting, mm. i.e., using things like Alexa, is, is going to be the norm. So yeah, I think it's some of it's just going to be as it is. I think in terms of a lot of these companies now, I think are required by law to send out some information in terms of how you can switch on these settings. So a lot of the times now when you receive your electronic packaging, you'll get a sheet that says how you can reduce your carbon footing, so yeah. carbon footprint. So you can take a look at them. The one thing that did draw my attention to this was when I first got my Xbox One X. I had it on standby mode. I put it on the instant on mode. I had the same thing you on. I had it set up for Alexa. Mm. And when it was doing background up- updates, the fan used to kick oh, up. Yeah. And I could hear every t- time it came on. And actually, it made me realize how often it's running, probably at full power to download those games and update the system. Yeah. And using that extra electricity. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's for me, it's well worth switching it off. It's a, it's a lot, isn't it? Like, especially in terms of if you've got, like, a big storage, if you've got big storage for your console, and say you've got like, I don't know, I think I've got like 10 games or something, 10 or a couple more games than that. And every time they push out an update, it'll constantly check for those updates. So if you've got a game that's constantly updating, like, I don't know, Fortnite or Call of Duty, it's just going to be constantly turning on and updating like almost every day or something. But um, yeah, it, it's the little things you can do. There's, there's also like, there's not really, <laughs> there's not really a lot you can do apart from like checking out the eco modes and like actually powering off your consoles but like you can also do stuff like rechargeable batteries like i had rechargeable batteries for my um xbox one x and annoyingly they don't fit for the newer controllers for the series x so come on industry make them fit the next console honestly it's it's the easiest thing and you're saving so much yeah it was so annoying when i knew when i found that out that the battery pack just didn't fit into the new consoles. It's literally like that much space, like a tiny, tiny amount that they've added to the sides yeah. for it to not fit, which is very annoying. But I just need to get some like rechargeable batteries. Like 
that I had the power packs that you could kind of put in a dock and it recharges yeah. it up. But I think they've I think they might be venom or something. But um, yeah, the rechargeable batteries are a good step as well. So you're not just binning batteries like every couple of days. Yeah, I was guilty of that. Constantly yeah. guilty of that. But yeah. yeah, completely agree. Rechargeable batteries are a, a, a big one. But yeah, mm. stop upgrading them. I mean, I know we've got to make the money, but seriously, just make them fit every console, for goodness sake. Just let's um, just have let's just have one controller for every single console. <laughs> yeah. Just have one controller. I suppose the the way you could avoid that is actually just get some rechargeable batteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but yeah, come on. Yeah gotta be done and the, the next thing i was going to move on to is actually one that i probably am guilty of myself but going digital is massive massive in terms of packaging paper cellophane you name it all of that stuff's getting cut out of the supply chain um, not only do you reduce your carbon footprint by getting rid of that packaging but also the industry they'll start to clock onto this behavior and i'm pretty sure they have already mm. and in terms of things like shipping production all of the energy being used at the factory, all of the energy, fuel, and probably fossil fuels being used to transport the consoles and games around the globe. Um, I'm sure that's probably a big part of the carbon footprint of the industry. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it, this is tricky, this one, because I personally, I'm not a huge fan of digital-only titles and like digital titles i get it in terms of like it's really quick and easy to just boot up another game like you don't have to go and put in a disc to change games and also i believe like in terms of updates and stuff it's a bit quicker because it's constant it's on the cloud rather than like checking through your disc but i love physical stuff like i like having that physical hard copy of a game like where you get all the bonus stuff inside like you get the the cover art and everything like that you can appreciate it a bit more but yeah it i reckon it would be a lot like it costs a lot in terms of like resources to pump out these physical copies of stuff and also sometimes when you're buying it digital you're always buying it at like the max cost of how much that game is like especially in terms of nintendo games because uh, actually well nintendo games they just stay really high price no matter how old they are I was looking at buying Pokemon Sword the other day, and that's still like, I think it's like 50 quid or 60 quid or whatever, like full price still, even though it came out a couple, like last year, a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, it, this one would be a good one to like cut down on resources. But yeah, I'm a, the way I'm just a I've approached it. it now is like rather than buying the game brand new, mm. if you go and buy a pre owned one, it's already been purchased by somebody. That's true you're almost effectively reclaiming that rather than putting it in landfill. Yep. And it's something I actually like to do with Nintendo DS games and stuff. So if I yes. see something cheap, I will pick it up. And it's, it will be in safe storage and not underground. So yep. it's, it's not as eco-friendly as you could be, but actually picking up those things rather than going into landfill or rather mm. than buying a brand new copy would be more beneficial and send stronger signals to industry that that's kind of the way you're going. So yeah, it's something you could bear in mind. Yeah. Um, Another thing I like to do is recycle old consoles and old games and actually even pick up some myself. It's really easy. You've got an abundance of sources to do it now. Facebook Marketplace, eBay, lesser so now. Friends, family I've sold stuff to, but just rather than it going in the bin, just pass it on. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah, you've got like Gumtree and all that stuff as well. Don't yeah. you? I love just looking through Facebook Marketplace and just seeing mm -hmm. what people are getting rid of. You always find like really good, just random little gems out there. Like 
I think the other day I was looking through and I think I saw a like a classic Game Boy Color and it wasn't that expensive. And I was very tempted, but I've already got like two of them, so I, <laughs> I don't I don't need to spend any more money. But yeah, it, also in terms of like you just keeping consoles, like there's nothing and if unless you're gonna sell it on, because then you're obviously you're giving it to someone else and you're also getting money off it. So it's not like impacting the environment that badly, but just keep them. <laughs> like, like if you're not going to do anything with them rather than just binning them, either, either recycle them or just keep them and just see, you could always do like little projects with them and maybe like crunch them down and make them into something, which is something that you showed me the other day of that. Um, they like, oh, I can't remember what it was now. It, they had like, I can't remember the name either. It was basically a kind of a picture frame of a stripped down Game Boy Color. Um, and they go into detail on like the motherboard and all the sound cards and stuff like that. And it's just very, it's very fascinating to see something like that completely stripped down. And I think they had like PSPs as well and old iPhones it's like, and stuff. It's like the equivalent of, I know people do it with surfboards, right? Old broken surfboards, they'll convert it into a piece of furniture or a yeah, wall yeah, yeah. they've done exactly the same they've just exploded the whole yeah, interior design of, of the Game Boy spread it out across a square or a, a rectangle canvas like indicated what each part is in component and what it does and mm. why and you can still see like the out, outside kind of almost carcass as such of the console yeah. on the left it was just a really cool concept it's, in the way it's you can so convert cool. it. it it was bloody expensive though <laughs> yeah it was like I, Mind you, they're not cheap to buy anyway no, no that's a good point especially the old kind of the proper retro like the game boy not even the game boy color it was like the very the very first game boy or something like that mm, um, mm. but yeah that they're cool so just do do something with them like either yeah. either recycle them or just like just do yeah do something with them so they're not just it amazes around. me that industry leaders haven't actually put in like a recycling system i've yeah. not seen them before yeah no that's but, a good point Surely they can buy off, buy back some of the components, reuse them. I don't know, change them or refurbish or something. Mm-hmm. There's, I just feel like there could be an exchange system, like with mobile phones. You can trade in your old handset now for a new one, right? There's yeah. got to be something there, or there could be something there where you could do something similar. There might be, I don't know, but I've never seen something openly advertised for that. Yeah, kind of stuff, I, so. I don't think I have either. There's obviously stuff like CEX where they kind of like they buy yeah. back your consoles. But yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where they kind of they buy it back for parts. So I guess unless they unless they literally can't do that because like the newer generations of console are too advanced for old parts, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. I would I would have thought that'd be around. Maybe yeah. Sort sort your sort your stuff out. Sort your yeah, stuff out. We're industry. talking to industries here. Like, come on. <laughs> Honestly, lagging behind a lot of others as well. Yeah. The, the next one I'm going to talk about as well is like upgrading only when necessary. Again, another one I'm guilty of. Like if, until yeah. your phone breaks or your console breaks or your TV can't output what's required anymore, keep it. You don't need to bin it. And again, recycle, like reuse it or hold on to that smaller TV if you do want to play an older console every once in a while. I suppose the other thing that's tricky is as these consoles become more and more powerful, they require a better TV and actually... Yeah because the technology's in its infancy, there's not a lot they can do about energy efficiency of these products, which is a shame. Mm. But again, on your TVs, on your consoles, there's those energy settings that you can adapt to reduce your footprint. It might not be a lot, 
but it's small amounts. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, a lot of these things we are, we're looking at you industries. Like <laughs> you've seriously got some stuff and time and things to be talking about and discussing because there's, there's got to be more impact from those guys. I understand it's a money-making business, but it's a big topic nowadays. And I feel like the game industry is one of those that is lagging behind and technology is lagging behind because like you said earlier, all of these technologies coming out are just guzzling more and more electricity. But yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully in the next, you know, couple of years they'll kind of get their stuff together. Yeah. Do do what you can. Yeah. In terms of a consumer, right? You can switch on all these settings, do what you like, yeah. change your behaviour slightly, people might start listening. Industries, yeah, come on now. <laughs> I mean those are kind of the, 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 the few bits that we wanted to touch upon and like the stuff that you do no matter how small will make an impact so continue mm. doing it be it going vegetarian or vegan or whatever you name it changing your behaviours with technology does a little bit as well so yeah. I can only recommend that you do and start looking out for those things that we've mentioned today now I know before we round it off we wanted to talk about something that just been announced today about oh, yeah. a specific game that I'll um I'll let you reel about. Literally, I think it was a, ago, it was a, literally a couple of hours ago. Um, Cyberpunk has come out and released their next gen upgrade of yep. of the game. Um, I actually took a screenshot of what the features. I think it's a patch one point five, um, and for PS five and Xbox Series X, there's there's also new DLC with it as well, as well as the upgrade. So you get new weapons, additional apartments for V, uh, a hairdressing mirror, which, because I think once you've started your customization, once you finish that, you can't actually go back and alter yourself. Um, so there's little things like that, rebalancing gameplay, economy and loot settings. Uh, they've added ray tracing and local shadows, yes, which is a huge thing. Um, and they've also, I don't know a game that's actually implemented ray tracing as part of the gameplay no. so I'll be no. very intrigued to see how that looks and I, I feel like Cyberpunk it kind of it caters really well for ray tracing and all these kind of like technical improvements because it's meant to be like set in the future you're meant to seeing all these like neon flashing lights and stuff you want to see them react and behave like you would expect them to in the real world like for such a, a high prominent game um but yeah, there's also various visual improvements. Um, spatial headphone audio was added for PS5. I think that was already yeah. there for Series X. Um, improved crowd reactions and for PS5, dual, co- dual, con- dual sense control features. But um, yeah, I I don't know about you, but I actually have my update going now. Um, and mine's, I'm done. Ch- <laughs> oh. mine's, mine's done. Mine's done. I'm going to be there straight afterwards because I picked it up soon. I, I think yeah. a week or two ago. Second, that, 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 yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I haven't had a story game in a while, and I've heard good it's, things about it. Now they're addressing some of the problems. It's very cool that they've they've added these extra settings and stuff like that and improvements because I have been playing it quite solidly for the like past week or two, um, and it's just a fun game. Like. The, the kind of world that it puts you in is just incredible. So I'm just very excited to go back in and kind of like whilst it's still fresh in my mind and see what the differences actually are. But, um, Experience it, 4K, 60 oh, FPS with yeah. ray tracing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Now we're talking. But yeah, oh, yeah. A bit of an update. I'm sure at some point in the future we'll give a proper in-depth review to that, in particular now that I've picked it up as well. But yeah, yeah definitely, definitely worth taking a look. And they have seemed to have got themselves together a little bit more because I think the initial release was, release was a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, at least it's playable out. now. <laughs> at least it's playable. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all you want, right? Yeah. But anyway, come on, Glenn Fiddich again. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, it's it's great. I've got I've got nothing bad to say about Glenn Fiddich. I I'm gonna next time I go out, I reckon I'll get a bottle of Glenn Fiddich just because it's been a while since I've had it. But um, yeah, the, are there actually tasting notes on the back? It just says matured in the finest. Oloroso sherry and bourbon cast and uniquely married in oak in in oak turns for a beautifully balanced nose and refreshingly complex flavour. And yes, it's delicious. It's it's got that kind of like smoky bit as well. But because it's like the 12 year, it's not as kind of harsh as the 15. Um, I've still got yeah. the uh, still got the 18 in here, so I will I will have that on another episode for sure. 18's deep. Really deep, I find, because oh, that's what I've got. Like, really, really deep flavours. Looking like, at very the colour of it. Smoky. Yeah, looking it's at the colour of it as well. It's dark. Like, it's... It's been, it's in, a, that, it's been in that barrel a while. Yeah, it's been uh, maturing. But um, how, was, uh, how was your Jura? You've yeah, good. obviously had good. it before, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very smoky, deep nice. flavours. I do like it. Nice. Um, it does... The smell of it makes my partner gag, so... It's uh, same, another bonus. Same with my partner. As soon, every time I have whiskey, she's like... Oh my god, you stink of whiskey. <laughs> horrendous, yeah, yeah. bonfire. Yeah. But no, it was good. I do really like it, really like it, really like it. Jura 18 years. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And do take on board some of the comments we've made and try and change your behaviours ever so slightly, be it gaming or any form of behaviour in day to day life to improve helping, our society. Helping Mother Nature, you know, every yeah. little helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But anyway, uh, until next time, I've been Sam. And I've been David. Take it easy because you're now on our level.